Jill Bennett sitting in for Simi this week. It is time that we make sense of the markets with Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team, 604-695-LORI, or visit the website at pinkowski.ca. Good morning to you. Good morning. That's a fantastic intro song that you had on there. Gloria, one of my favorites. I know. I thought that that should always be the song leading into this segment. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So markets are uh, higher uh, by about 1% to 2% over the past week. I, you know, last time when I was uh, speaking to Simi, we were kind of dealing with a, a minor pullback, a minor uh, by only a few days and only a few percent. So, so what we've seen, uh, since then is that, uh, you know, there was a decline of greater than 1% of retail sales for July in both the U.S. and Canada, as well as slowing growth in the manufacturing and services sector. And so this is a situation where kind of bad news is a little bit of good news. Uh, it means that they're going to continue a stimulus longer. At least that's what the market believes and they won't increase interest rates anytime soon. So this is what we've been seeing. Also with COVID numbers, of course, um, you know, that continues to move higher. Uh, but then, you know, we're seeing increased, you know, mask mandates like we are here in BC and so on. And I think what the market uh, believes is, yeah, we're going to see some softness due to the Delta variant, uh, but it's not going to um, really hurt economic growth the way that we saw, of course, last year. All right. So things pointing to a strong finish or things improving? Yeah, definitely. You know, we've seen um, key commodities such as oil and copper really bounced off the recent lows. So that was a, a positive sign there. And, you know, what we've been saying is, is that, you know, when you come out of a recession, uh, you know, as you're in an economic recovery, it can be uh, a little bit bumpy, right? And my thought is, my opinion is, is that, uh, you know, we want to stay invested. We want to be in equities into next year, at least, if not longer. Uh, usually when a market recovers out of something like this or a recession, uh, you definitely want to uh, stay, have a higher equity exposure and, uh, and things usually improve, right? Not just over months, but years. And so that's what's important to us. Again, we always have a plan B if things change, right? You know, we raise cash, we protect our clients in the portfolios. But overall, again, knowing what I know doing this for 20 years, uh, you know, I think there is an opportunity for investors over the long term here. And, uh, and so it's, it's hard not to get sucked in when markets are a little volatile, right? And get a little worried. Uh, but use that as an opportunity, right? There's some good sectors, some good holdings that may have come down when the market comes down. And that's your opportunity to add them to your portfolio or your financial advisor uh, should be on top of that and looking at that for you. All right. What about the federal election? And what kind of an impact is that having when we're talking about investors and the markets? Yeah, you know, the Canadian election has somewhat of an impact, but not much. Um, you know, when we're looking at markets, markets uh, move quite a bit when uh, when the U.S. election is is happening. So in Canada, of course, what we're seeing uh, is that liberals are, are losing their gain. Uh, conservatives are moving up in the polls. Uh, for for business, this is probably positive. Uh, it looks like we won't get a majority government either, though. Uh, and of course, that's what the liberals were in, were looking for, obviously. And um, you know, our economy is is already benefiting right now from significant government spending, high vaccination rates, and record levels of household savings over the past year. Rem- remember, Canadians have a high debt levels still. 
And so the question is, is, you know, how long can all of this go on for is a question I always get in terms of government debt, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and increase in, increasing the deficit. And I think there's a, um, you know, a lot of opinions out there that uh, spending can't go on forever. And so I think that uh, in terms of this election, I think a lot of people will be focused on a, a few different areas, um, you know, such as, you know, balancing the budget to the housing market, uh, raising taxes or corporate taxes, foreign investment. I think all of those are important to us as Canadians. And it will be interesting to see how this plays out uh, uh, when we finally get to the polls. All right. And that, it's interesting you mentioned that as well, because we've heard or at least seen the platforms released from two of the parties, not from the Liberals. And when you talk about things like foreign investment, corporate taxes, I would imagine that's what people, what investors are really looking at. Exactly. That that would be the focus on for the markets, um, you know, because, again, uh, foreign investment uh, in Canada is is important to a certain degree. And what is that fine line? Right. And if we increase taxes too much, then they may not uh, they may not come here. Um, but again, everybody wants their fair share. Right. For foreign companies. And I get that. And so we'll be watching that closely. And that might be more company specific too, right? It might not be the overall markets come down just because uh, someone gets into power. And so just keep that in mind uh, when looking at this election. And I think the, the most important thing here is, is that we all get out to vote, right? We all have uh, uh, the opportunity to, to vote. So we should get out and do that. All right. That is good advice for sure. Let's also talk a little bit about RESPs. I know you were talking about this last week or you were talking with Simi about financial lessons, teaching the kids, the grandkids uh, about this. Yeah, exactly. You know, what's important is, is you know, our, our ESPs and, and saving for education. I mean, it's one of the, you know, the best gifts you can give to your children or grandchildren, in my opinion. And and a lot of people start RESPs a little later in life, right? But it really all you do is, you know, need a social insurance number and you can get one started. So as a parent or, or even a grandparent, uh, you can contribute to an RESP. And, and that's so important because, again, this is a place where the government actually gives you free money. And that, that doesn't happen very often, does it? Right. So, um, you know, the max amount that you can contribute to get the max uh, grant is $2,500 per year. You get a $500 grant. So that's like a free 20% return. Remember that an RESP has its advantages as well, because uh, the money in there is invested and it grows tax free over time. And that tax free growth really adds up to a lot by the time that child or grandchild is preparing to go to post-secondary. And I think what a lot of people are worried about is if a child doesn't go to school, right? right? And and we see that. And what I would say is that, again, if you have more than one child, you should be on a family plan. So what this means is that if one child doesn't go to school, the other child uh, has the ability to to use that money in the RESP. So you're a little safer then. And there are ways to get money out. Let's just say all your kids don't go to school. Um, but again, there might be tax consequences on that. So again, an RESP is, is a great program that we have here in Canada to save money for education. You are getting free money from, from the government and you're getting tax-free growth. And again, just be careful of where you're opening up an RESP. Uh, I've mentioned this quite a bit on air. RESP is with a 
normal investment firm, you know, financial advisor is a great, great thing to do. But there are some companies that focus just on RESPs and that kind of way to invest in an RESP may not be ideal. Uh, there's a lot of kind of rules uh, around those types of RESPs um, that really you, you don't want to be, you, you don't want to be involved with, uh, in my opinion, anyway. And so again, opening up a normal RESP with an investment institution as your financial advisor, they can do that for you. As long as that child has a social insurance number, uh, you're good to go. Hmm. So I, I guess I'm hearing from you there that they're not all created equal. So do some homework on that. Exactly. You want to make sure that uh, you're just in a regular RESP and you're able to invest in all sorts of different things. You can remember an RESP, you can buy GICs, you can buy stocks, you can buy bonds, you can buy funds if you need. So there's uh, lots of uh, various investments that uh, you can invest in. Uh, And then there's other types of RESPs where you're much more limited and withdrawals. And if you miss a contribution and all that kind of stuff can be a real problem. So and I've, I've met many people who have got sucked into some of those and they have some serious problems later on with their RESP. So again, make sure you're in the right type of RESP. Uh, I can't say that enough. And uh, and like I said, uh, education is one of the best uh, gifts you can give, uh, in my opinion. And again, uh, it's great to get one started for your child or grandchild. And I think you touched on this, but just in case somebody is concerned, one of the the maybe hesitance of, of this would be, like you said, if your child doesn't go to school, worried that that money will disappear. But like you, like you also touched on there, it, it, that does, that's not necessarily the case. No, no, it's definitely not the case. Um, you know, the grant they, they tend to take back. Uh, and then there could be tax on the growth that you earned within there. So, so the benefits of, of, of what happened while you had the RESP aren't really there as much as they would be if your child does go to school. And again, a, fam, a family plan versus a single uh, plan is much uh, much better for, for anybody that has more than one child. So always think about that. I've seen a lot of people not, or advisors not recommend that. And they keep on doing single, single plans for every uh, child that's born. So yeah, so there definitely is a way to get your money out. Uh, if children don't go to school, again, uh, there could be a tax situation there, but still the, the money doesn't just evaporate. So, so again, if you're in the right RESP, plan. So so talk to a financial advisor, uh, open up an RESP, kids are all going back to school, and uh, it's, it's that time to really think about it. All right. Good advice, Lori. Great to chat with you. Thank you so much. You as well. Have a great day. You too.